Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. It is February 4th of 2024. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful producer, Osmar Avias, and my two lovely co-hosts, Roderick Jackson and Andrea Naro. We got a good one here for you guys today, as San Marcos High School is in the final stretch of their regular season. Also, Texas State basketball full swing and Texas State baseball and softball schedule is officially out as we have possibly the preview for this coming weekend's matchup. But before we get into all of that, let's go and throw it to Jackson or excuse me, Roderick for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Broadcast Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eat, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Roderick. Now, before we even get started with our sports talk, I got to mention that Groundhog Day was just about a couple of couple of days ago. And uh, turns out that Texas is going to have an early spring. So yay. that means so that means no more <laughs> cold weather for us to be for late February into March. So, I mean, do y'all like do y'all like early spring? Do y'all like the cold a little longer? What y'all think? Spring. No. Spring. The cold. Yeah, no. Um, I'm not. Listen, Texas cold. isn't built for cold weather. We've seen it <laughs> year after year. I'm, We've fair. had enough with that, like, winter storm that came up mm. a few enough. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been enough. cold and rainy. Nah. Nah, I, nah. I hear you on that. <laughs> well, since spring is on the horizon, that means sports is also on the horizon. Then mm-hmm. let's go and start off with San Marcos High School. We're going to start off with the Lady Rattlers as they took a tough Tough loss to the Cibolo Steel Knights this past Friday. Final score of that one was 56-29 to against them. They played up in, in Cibolo. So, I mean, it was a tough, tough game for them to to try to win. I mean, obviously, Steel is one of the one of the top teams in district right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're coming, you're, you know, they're in the final game and stuff of the regular season. It's going to be Judson tomorrow. So, I mean, I'm going to, you know, ask you guys. I mean, Sam Mark, I mean, the Lady Rattlers have had chances to win these type ball games here. But it's just coming down to, you know, the crunch wire and they've just tried they've always tried to get shots up. But unfortunately, they haven't fall. So, I mean, coming into their last game, what do y'all see? What do y'all think is going to happen for the Rattlers? Well, then again, Steel is second in this district and they've worked offensively, like just maintaining control of the ball throughout the game. And then Judson next or they play tomorrow, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, Judson's first in the district. So that's definitely going to be a test for the Rattlers Mm -hmm. and they have to step up their game tomorrow night. Um, I think personally, I think the Lady Rattlers, they just need to keep their any confidence that they have currently. I think if the moment you left your confidence falter is the minute you start, you know, the season kind of goes downhill mm-hmm. and you kind of start giving up. So I feel like they just need to, you know, keep their confidence up and still go into this game thinking that they can win in any mm-hmm. situation. Like, Steele's a tough opponent, Judson is a tough opponent, mm-hmm. sure, but there's always a David and Goliath story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to be the underdog, but if you just remain confident, those shots will start to fall. Yeah, and I have to agree with Roddick. It's like they're still learning how to um, take control of their mindset when they go out there and they're like, oh, we're playing against number one. But at the end of the day, they just have to stay confident to themselves mm-hmm. and then not let it down for them and get another 
lose. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, kind of looking back at the, the, the roster and stuff. They uh, they have about five seniors on this San Marcos Black Lady Rattler team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is going to be their last hoorah, you know, in in San Marcos. I mean, but this has been a great bunch to have. Obviously, we've t- been talking about Ezra Tobias. We've talked about Melina Perkins, mm-hmm. as the la- uh, Alicia Pearson, uh, Brooklyn Harris. So they've been kind of really the workhorse of the San Marcos Lady Rattler team. So they're going to have a lot to deal with when it comes to Judson, who, like Osmara just said, is number one in district. And we will have that call for you guys tomorrow as Lady Rattlers will be taking on the Converse Judson Rockets. You can hear Justin Brown and Paxton Graff on the call for the Lady Rattlers regular season finale there in the snake pit but another san marcus rattler team the men's basketball team also suffered a close mm-hmm. close loss Very against close. Sure. against the civil steel knights this past to uh this past friday fox score that one was 58 <laughs> to 56 so i mean i know everybody in this room was yeah. able to watch that one that was a that was that was a tough one i mean still still is no there's no easy slack in basketball so i mean we've been talking we've been talking about cash good we've mm-hmm. been you know we've been talking about zaire jolivet i mean the real two veterans that returned from last year's te- that returned from last year's team and you know they've been kind of been you know the real leaders on that group so i mean i want to throw it to y'all what did y'all see from this game and do you, you know is there any improvements that the rattlers could make coming up into their next game that steel game last friday it was insane the energy the crowd the feud between this game it was just a close game throughout the just entire thing and then again we have to give credit to dominant van reddick and yeah. cash good and is go. yeah. um zaire uh, he was the Probably the only well, one of them that had the high percentage on his three pointers that mm-hmm. really carried. But then again, coach stated during his um, post game interview that it just came down to the free throws. Um, that like was very the excessive amount of free throws cost them the game, and it was just a, like the small mistakes that they can pretty much pick it up for the next game. Um, personally, like how like how Osmara said, I think Cash Good is the leader of this team. Like, that's what I saw from this last Friday's game. Mm-hmm. Cash was working defensively, getting steals. Cash was setting up his teammates in his tough spots. The one thing I would like to see from Cash more is I would like for him to touch on that scoring ability that he has. He has an underrated scoring ability that I think he doesn't use at, as much as he should, and that's kind of what – it kind of hurts the team a little bit because now you have – now it becomes a predictable that, oh, you know he's going to pass it out and they're mm-hmm. just going to play against defense again – but I know he can do it. It's just a matter of will he do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's also Cash Good and Donovan Riddick. I think those are the top the the top two that stand up for me. Like they really stand out, and then I see their leadership on the on the court. And as Riddick was saying, I think Cash has a lot of scoring ability, but he really likes to like be very uh, offensive when he's on court. You know, like he really likes going for the ball. So then again, I feel like the game just got into their heads. Like it was just back to back, mm, back true. to back. And, it, and I think just the nerves got to them. And like yeah. then again, like their passionate parents scream. Like not there was like a, just it was cheering that. Yeah, it was yeah. very it cheering that. Like come on, Texas high like come game. on, get that shot in, get that shot in. They're not Texas making it in because like it was just uh, it was just so a lot intense. of pressure for them too. For sure. And then again, they're kids. They're they yeah. still got one more true. year. That is true. Like they got one more year, and they still have their senior year. Absolutely, and you know, I want I kind of want to touch on this note is that last year's matchup, at least the t- the past two times that Judson and Sam Marcus has played each other, 
their first matchup last year was at Converse, and they won 68-66 when, obviously, they had, you know, Gaten Gums, who's now in Texas State, and then, obviously, Malik Presley. But when they played at home, they busted 100 points oh against Converse gosh. Judson last year. Final score of that one was 100-62. to wow. So, wow. <laughs> obviously, big, di- big difference. Big, big yeah. difference. But, you know, obviously, last year, San Marcos was the number one team in district, and, you know, obviously, they had... You know, a, a lot of amazing talent. I'm not saying that they still have amazing talent, uh, that they don't have amazing talent here. But, I mean, just kind of the comparison between those two, sco- you know, between last year and this year, it's totally, totally different. Osmara, did you want to add something to that? No, pretty much you just covered all of it. Okay, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, as you know, it is a Judson Rockets Tuesday as both men and women will be taking on the Converse Judson Rockets. Unfortunately, we will not be broadcasting the men's game. However, we will be podcasting the Lady Rattlers this coming Tuesday with Justin Brown and Paxton Graff on the call right here on KTSW 89.9. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And on the other side of it, we'll be digging into some Texas State basketball, both for the men and women here. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm joined once again by my producer, Osmar Vias, and my two lovely co-hosts, Roderick Jackson and Andrea Nara. This is your host, Kobe Jackson. And now let's go ahead and dig right into some Texas State basketball as Texas State women's basketball came up a game another game short by the South Alabama Jaguars I was fortunate enough to <laughs> watch that game for that one final score of that one was 65 to 64 Texas State took a one-point loss to the South Alabama Jaguars this past Friday or this past Saturday I mean just by looking at the stats it kind of really tells the story of where this game lie but because really all season long and this kind of been the depth of their season Texas State has had the lead comfortably in the first half and all of a sudden it can just drift the second half i have fortunate enough to be on two of the calls this past uh this past season for texas state and it's been the same result so i mean you know going back on this game was there any difference was there anything different that the you know texas state improved on or was it just you know just it was just back and forth neck to neck once again then again it was neck to neck um well Literally, the Jaguars made a shot in the last three seconds of the game. Yeah. Like, what was there to do? Like, mm-hmm. I was there, like, maybe, like, the last 10 minutes of the game, and I was like, are you what? Like, we were in the lead. They made every, like, not every th- free throw, but they made, like, every possible sh- chance they could, like, in order to, like, keep that mm-hmm. lead going. Um, yeah, I agree. I think... Um you know the Sam the the girls they didn't uh, they didn't show up in the key moments. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like end of possession cluck cluck crunch clock. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering right now. <laughs> crunch <laughs> crunch clock moments that uh, the defense led up. I mean Kelsey Thompson, for example, on South Alabama, she became electric yeah. in that second half. Yeah. She was non she was non-existent that first half, and then second half she just started pulling and she was hitting shot after mm-hmm. shot after shot. And so I think they just the defense broke down towards the end, and then. South Alabama took advantage of that, mm-hmm. and they ended up coming out with the dub. Mm-hmm. I think since they're on the lead after the first half, maybe on the second one they try to be. I don't know. I feel they probably like loosen up a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. when the other team takes advantage of them. And that's what I pretty much can see. Also, losing by one point could be very frustrating for them. Mm-hmm. And when they made that shot in the last three seconds, that. I'm I'm sure that literally messed up with their head mm-hmm. and they probably completely lost control. Like they didn't have nothing else to do. It was yeah. only three seconds left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then again, 
the Bobcats did go against them back in the uh, 25th of January. In the yep. final score, we uh, the Bobcats won 63 to 44, which is a big leap. Then again, the Jaguars learned from their mistakes, tweaked them up a bit, and learned what the Bobcats did to win that game and apply them to that game last Saturday. So mm-hmm. I think the Bobcats just got too comfortable, and then they weren't in the right mindset. And I guess it was just a sneak attack for the Bobcats. And I hope they learned their lesson to not do that again. And then just to be aggressive on the floor for their next games. Yeah, I agree. And um, I just want to put out some stats here. Janaya currently on the season has is averaging 14, mm-hmm. 14, 2, and 1. And off of 37% field goal mm-hmm. and 38% from the three. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that she's non-existent for that team, mm-hmm. but it's to say that there's still a level that needs to be, there's still a level to, that we can be tapped into, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's still something that's missing from that from her, because she's co- considered a leader on this Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Yeah. She's definitely considered a leader, especially coming in as a transfer. I mean, she's mm-hmm. taken over this Bobcat team. And so I just want to see, you know, more of that come out. And on, on top of that, we have Tamia Jefferson, another leader on the team, averaging 11, 5, and 10. But she is, I mean... She's also anchoring on the defense a little bit at a guard position while also being that second, you know, that second guard to uh, Henson. And I think they both work great in tandem. I think it's just a more of who's going to, who can really take that leap to really mm-hmm. get them over the humps of these teams. And I also would like to shout out Tiffany Tullis for hitting that 1K rebound mark. Absolutely. That's an insane <laughs> yeah. stat. That's insane to get. You should be proud of that. And I think you should, you know, can you keep growing with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of looking back at the stats between – the between the two teams you're you are correct about kelsey thompson i mean she had an amazing day you know amazing day she was 11 for 20 she had 27.6 rebounds and three assists on the on the day and the second best was rachel leggett she had 10 points and nine rebounds so she was close to a double double there and i mean yeah i mean that kind of really where the stat lies and then on you know texas state side of things you had only three play, only two players in the old figures with Morgan Hill had 12 points, nine rebounds. And then, you know, Jalen Foster, she had eight points, but she had 11 boards. So honestly, she did, she did. that is to me, that's an accomplishment. No, they were getting but, boards. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, the real stunner out of all this is that Janiah Henson only had seven points in the ballgame. Usually she would be their leading scorer usually on the season. And it turned out she struggled pretty, pretty. Pretty badly. She yeah. she was two for eleven from the field on the day, and she was one for seven from three. She made she was perfect at the free throw line. But I mean, if you're t- I mean, obviously, if you're you know Janiah Henson, that is something that you got to work on desperately in order for you to get another you know free to possibly get another win on your belt. I agree. I mean, I was I was lucky enough to be on the court for this game and mm-hmm. watching from a court field level. You could tell that she was just getting frustrated after eight each shot. She did. She hit her two. And after that, it was just she was getting frustrated, more frustrated with herself after every missed shot. And I could tell that it's eating at her because she doesn't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I know she's trying to figure it out to help her team out. She's a very if you know Janiah Henson, she's a team player all the way through. Oh, for sure. Like she loves every single person on that team. She will do anything to help out any other person on that team. So I know that it's frustrating for her to be put into this role of such a dynamic score that we've seen her been multiple games before. And she's just not hitting. She was just not hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. However, Texas State women's basketball, their next game will be against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. That's going to be in Conway, South Carolina. And, you know, real quick before we switch to the men's side of things, Texas State women's basketball, they're about to go on a a four-game road trip. They'll be in Conway, Conway, South Carolina, and then they will be in Athens, Ohio, for the Max Sunbelt Conference Challenge against, how ironic, the Ohio Bobcats right there. (laughs) And then, you know, head to Troy, Alabama against Detroit Trojans, and then heads to Mississippi and Hattiesburg to face on Southern Miss. And And then right after that, 
they'll be facing the number one team in the Sunbelt Conference in women's basketball in the Marshall Thundering Herd returning home. So, mm. I mean, real quick, just asking, what is the mindset like going on the road and being on the road for four straight games before you you know come back home to face the number one team in the Sunbelt? I think you just you got to be really mentally like it's tough here. Like this is gonna this is gonna test a lot of these players' fortitude here. Mm-hmm. You have to come in this mentally strong because not only are you traveling a lot. It's not as, you know, you people know when you travel, the rest is not the same. You don't mm-hmm. get your body isn't rested as much because you're moving constantly. And then not to mention, like you said, they have to play a chance to clears. Then right after that, they have to go play Troy, mm-hmm. which is a tough matchup because they already lost to Troy once. Yep. So it's they, they have some tough matchups coming in and then coming home. Finally get home. Finally get away from all the madness just to play number one. It's definitely going to test their mental mm-hmm. fortitude. But if they stick through it and they stay confident and, you know, trust in their process and trust in their coach, they'll be straight. I do agree. I mean, they're still up there, and they still have multiple opportunities get, like to test their ability, like what Rodericks was saying. Yeah, indeed. So Texas State, their next game will be in Conway, South Carolina, taking on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. That game we won't be airing. However, it will be on ESPN+. Plus. Tune in around 5 o'clock for that matchup. And now we're going to take a transition into the Texas State men's basketball team as they are on a little little, little bit of a winning streak. They're mm-hmm. on a two-game winning streak mm-hmm. after beating South Alabama last Thursday with a final score of 74-66 to 66, and then beating Southern Miss, uh, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, this past Saturday with the final mm-hmm. score of 60-55. to 55. Mm-hmm. So... After going on a tough losing streak, they were on a three-game losing, or excuse me, four-game four-game losing streak yeah, before they beat bad. South Alabama and Southern Miss. They finally found a way to bounce back into their regular season. Especially, they got two big-time wins in the Sun Belt Conference. They are now three and eight in conference. They're nine and fourteen overall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. What did you guys see really this past? I, we'll, we'll basically say this past Saturday because mm-hmm. I mean, we I was fortunate enough to uh listen to listen to Clint Shields and mm-hmm. our very own David Castaneda on the call mm-hmm. for that one. And you know, I was kind of you know, I was listening and I was watching the game at the same time and I was you know, just looking and seeing uh Davion Sykes absolutely phenomenal, oh, yeah. phenomenal mm-hmm. for, for yes. Texas State. So I want to throw it to y'all, you know, what did y'all see from him and what did y'all see from Texas State? Then again, he was the main contributor for both games both south alabama and southern miss like he was a main contributor with uh seven rebounds and being one of the lead scorers for both games again and um what else did he do they were just very aggressive both offensively and defensive like on the defensive ends um for both games Sykes, highlight reel (laughs) that man is a highlight reel i don't know if if you were not watching the game that was, man, <laughs> dog. Because, I, again, I was also fortunate to be on the court for this game as well. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that man had a poster and came right at me, I was like, yo, that's high, That's some Dwight Howard highlight yeah. real plays. Mm-hmm. He was just taking off. And he was he was fitting into his role. Because Sykes, if you look at these stats and look at the team, mm-hmm. he's not a main focus guy on no, this team at no. all. Mm-hmm. But when you look at these last past two games, he's really, mm-hmm. he's really taking his role and kind of, He's trying to take that leap. You mm-hmm. can see there's a leap that's been being made right now. Mm-hmm. And his athleticism, I think, is really what these Bobcats need because now it takes some of the pressure off of Jordan Mason. Mm-hmm. It takes some of the pressure off of Brandon Love. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to mm-hmm. be a third guy you got to worry about. And mm-hmm. Sykes is not small by any means. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a no. big guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a big guy. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to just stop him, as, as we saw. Mm-hmm. And with 
according to head coach uh, Terrence Johnson, he considered Southern Miss was a championship level team. Which they are. And I they do are. not yeah. doubt they it are. at all. Like with all those like blocks and uh, steals in the second half, mm-mm, that was Southern nope. Miss is a great team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, great mm-hmm. team. Um, sure. I really think Brandon Love stand out against Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Like he scored 15 points. And he had 14 rebounds and one assistance. So mm-hmm. I feel he really stand out. He's also a big guy on the court. Mm-hmm. So it's I think mm-hmm. blocking is his thing mm-hmm. when it comes uh, for defense. And um, between him, uh, Dylan Dawson and Katie Gums, they always have the best plays on court. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really stand out for me. And um, I'm looking forward for more of those in the upcoming games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the one thing that I, I've always wanted to note is that Texas State has always had, at least in the past couple of seasons, they have always had uh, kind of struggles midseason. Maybe they'll squeak out a win here and there. But when it comes to like late further down the season, they're insanely tough to beat. I'm maybe curious to see if we're ever going to if we're possibly going to get a repeat of that. I know it's out there. I know they're nine and 14. They're nine and 14. But could they possibly even possibly even go at even 500, maybe even a winning record? I think mm-hmm. we're witnessing the start of it. Mm-hmm. I think this part, I personally, I believe that the Bobcats, we're witnessing a shift in the mindset right now. Mm-hmm. We could see, we saw earlier in the season, the mindset was rattled. It was a lot of injury going around. You know, not everybody was getting in the right headset. But now, I mean, the team's practically healthy. There's only two players really sitting out. Mm-hmm. But the team's mostly healthy again. Like Brandon Love, for example, he was gone for, you know, a good portion of the beginning of the season. Now mm-hmm. he's back and you can tell he's back. Mm-hmm. And so now that team is kind of back into their natural mojo. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we're really going to see like a kind of a repeat maybe of last season, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I do agree. Let's just keep, uh, let's just hope that keep that momentum going in order to keep winning that streak alive. Yeah, absolutely. So. Texas State men's basketball, their next game will be this coming Wednesday evening. It will be against the Appalachian State Mountaineers, who, to my knowledge, is the, yes, they are the number one team in the Sunbelt Conference right now. Below them is Detroit Trojans, and then right after is JMU, Louisiana, Marshall, and SN Southern Miss. So, yeah, that's a tough, mm-hmm. that's tough mm-hmm. on the sun that is tough in the Sunbelt Conference right now, but their next game will be against Appalachian State. We will be having that game on KTSWA99 with Clint Shields and myself on the game Ooh. for the call of the action. <laughs> Tune in around 6:30 for the pregame show. But now we're gonna. But now basketball is now under the bridge, mm-hmm. and softball and baseball oh, is in coming up in Slam the Marcus. air. <laughs> we're gonna go and do softball because softball starts this week. We're gonna go ahead and cover Texas State softball. As their season starts this coming Thursday against a, ri- a rival that has been known around here, around this campus on the University of Texas or Texas State University. And that is the UTSA Roadrunners, mm-hmm. our I-35 <laughs> rival up down there in San Antonio. They're coming to town for the Texas State Tournament. So there is, fu- excuse me, there are six games for the Texas State, Texas State Tournament that will be taken on UTSA, Northwestern State, Kennesaw State, Southern Illinois, Creighton, and Southern Illinois again to wrap up Sunday. So, I mean, we talked about last year, we talked about the amount of stars that they had, but the real thing I want to focus on is their returners because both Tory McCann and Sarah Vanford, both graduate students, don't they? They got were eligible for one more year due to the COVID year. They were both eligible to return 
to Texas State for their final year. So they're they're both officially grad students. But everybody from this team is back. The same team as you know, Katarina Zarati, JJ Smith, JJ Smith, Anna Jones, Piper Randolph, Sierra Tran. Everybody is back from last season. And obviously they had eight new signees for Texas State University. So I mean, I got to ask, does this build confidence for Texas State knowing that all of your returners from last season are back for one final ride here in the 2024 season? Oh, for sure. There's just so much potential and like there's just so many good opponents this season. Yeah, I think it builds. I think the softball team, I think what they have right now is ensuring that this team either stays the same or gets even better because as you said all the returners are back from such an amazing stellar season but then also you also said eight new signees that's more there's that's newer people but you have all your attorneys to pass that knowledge mm-hmm. on and to keep that culture alive and i be, i truly believe that the softball, this softball uh, program will be something to fear later in mm-hmm. the coming years absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i feel like just having all of them back they're like very comfortable mm-hmm. all together and I feel like they really know each other, how to play with each other, and how to communicate. And mm-hmm. that's something that's something positive for the team to go very far this season. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to think that you know, the you know Texas State softball. Obviously, we know their story last season, making it all the way to the Sunball Conference tournament. Unfortunately, Lightning did strike twice as they got knocked out by the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. But in all goodness of that, they made the NCAA tor- no, tournament. And unfortunately, they got knocked up by none other than the Texas A&M Aggies. However, they did get a you know NCAA regional win against the Seton Hall Pirates. I was me and Justin were fortunate enough to be on the call for those games, and you know it was it, it was tough seeing the Bobcats you know struggle batting wise, but pitching wise, I mean, we talk about the real star, real pitching star for Texas State softball, and Jessica Mullins. She's an absolute amazing pitcher. Obviously, she's been. Uh, just tearing it up for the Bobcats out. You know, she is she is incre- incredible. But obviously you have Tori McCann back, who's been one who's been a great pitcher as well. So, you know, kind of working in that strength. I think that's going to really, really take, you know, take the toll, uh, you know, set the tone for this upcoming season. Because Jessica Mullins, I mean, her accolades are just incredible. I mean, she's had she was, you know, Sunbelt Conference and or excuse me, she was Sunbelt Conference preseason pitcher of the year. So she already I guess you could say kind of has a, an award, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's preseason. Obviously kind of doesn't mean anything at this point, but it does set the level for for her and for this softball team. But real quick before we before we go, is there a game that you guys are looking forward to to this season? I have a couple in mind. Because, you know, I was on the call for some of them last year. The one game I am highly looking forward to seeing later on in the season is Texas State taking on the Baylor Bears later on Mm. in April. That is a game I'm looking forward to see because Baylor came into Texas State and scored a a go-ahead home run in the 10th, not the 10th, in the 8th inning last year. So, I mean, don't tell y'all, what game are y'all looking forward to seeing? I'll say it again. I'm going. I'm excited for uh, Texas Tech. Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Lubbock, Texas um, Tech. Okay. I think mine is. I gotta say the Longhorns, man. Mm-hmm. Now, the Texas, the Texas baseball and softball programs have been dominant mm-hmm. these Absolutely. last few years, and so I don't. That's gonna be a definite challenge for the Bobcats. But do I think they can pull it off? Of course, I think they can pull it off. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, that's a tough matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And that and honestly, I think that's going to be the main matchup that really is going to be eyeballing to see 
who's going to be the best. But that is going to do it for us here in the studio. But before we go, let's go and throw it to Osmara for our weather report. All righty. So obviously it's windy outside and our lowest is going to be 48 today. And our highest is going to be at 64, which is around 3 to 5 p.m. Awesome. Thank you, Osmara. Well, that is all the time. (laughs) Was that, Roderick? W weather. Um. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm kind of wearing a hoodie right now, but it'll pick up a little bit later on today. But that is all the time we have for this edition of Bobcat Radio. If you like this episode, please share to follow us at KTSW Sports on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you find KTSW. Also, be sure to tune in to tomorrow's action. We will have Lady Rattler basketball on KTSW 899 with Justin Brown and Paxton Graff on the call once again. For my producer, Osmara Vias, and my two lovely co-hosts, Roderick Jackson and Andre Naro. I'm Kobe Jackson. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. February is officially in the swing of things. Have a good day, everybody. Be safe out there. And now let's get you back to the other side of radio.